back double feature. Ah, sixer. Two friends, two movies, and too much to drink. I'm Travis. And I'm Nathan. Hey, there you guys are. It's all about survival plans today as the guys talk siege movies. 1976's Assault on Precinct 13 and George Romero's 78 classic Dawn of the Dead. Join the guys. Nathan. Sweet Travis. It's Six Pack Double Feature. You can put six packs of soda in here. <laughs> so, um, what is the? Hey, there you guys are. What's who? What is that? The ah sixer. And there you guys are. are both from Days and Confused. Ah, it's been a long time since I watched that, so Great. it was throwing me off. Great movie. Do you know what movie? No, we, credits come we, from? we discussed, and you said it was some. It's like Cannibal a Hol- Holocaust ripoff. It's called the version I saw and took this. Directly ripped from on my phone, from there, uh, is called Cannibal Ferox. Cannibal Ferox. Cannibal F E R O X. I was admittedly uh, somewhat in the bag while watching a late night cannibal movie. It's not canvas you know, paper beer alcohol. Oh yeah, I don't smoke weed. Not plastic bag. No, I can't smoke weed. I freak out. <laughs> Uh, but I got to the point where they actually on screen killed a possum or let a possum be killed by a snake. And that's when I was done. So it's like a, it's like a American half-assed they, ripoff of cannibal Holocaust. Nazis board a plane bound for Argentina at the end of the war and crash on an island full of savages is the description. Are you reading a Fox news article or is this? Yeah. <laughs> 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 that's the, that's the premise of the movie. Yeah, that's what it says. I did not get that far. Cannibal Ferox, also known as Make Them Die Slowly in the United States. Mm-hmm. The Australian version title is Woman from Deep River. Maybe I need to watch it again. No, you don't. Can be good. I'll get just get past the dead possum part. It's banned in 31 countries. <laughs> the U.S. ain't one of them. The huh? most claimed as the film's U.S. distributor claimed it was the most violent film ever made. What a wonderful song you've selected for us. But it makes you dance. Before you're hungry for humans. Hungry like the wolf. Uh, hey, welcome in to welcome Six to Packs. Season four, gang. Pack double feature, <laughs> the extra meaty edition. Uh, <laughs> now, are you Santa suit on or off? Are you still on a diet? You still? Yeah, I had Santa suit off. I don't eat the carbs anymore. <laughs> the, the, the toxins it's, are in the skin. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um. And I had a really difficult time trying to find a legitimate trailer for uh, Assault on Precinct 13 because okay. uh, they're all 70s based and they're horrible. Are there any like 80s? So what I have type things? What I have instead is a 30 second radio promo. Fuck yes. On Saturday, six members of the gang known as Street Thunder were ambushed by the police. On Sunday, the warlords of Street Thunder swore a blood oath to avenge their dead. Assault on Precinct 13. It's war in the streets. It's terror in the night. It's the most shattering assault on a police station in history. Assault on Precinct 13. Rated R. Under 17. Not admitted without parent. John Carpenter score, dude. You can't go wrong. No, but it's... (sighs) It's very simple. 
<laughs> so if you guys don't know by now, season four, we start every season, every with a, episode. With a Carpenter film. With a, and the first movie of every season is a John Carpenter we movie. We probably have ten seasons before we hit a point where it's like, we don't want to watch any more of his movies. <laughs> and we've depleted we've saved his, we've, We still haven't gotten into his two best best yet, in my opinion. Halloween. And Escape from New York. Oh, yeah. Escape from New we York. Haven't gotten, we're not anywhere close to getting there. That's Nathan just snapped my cat's neck. Opening the Coors Light pint bottle silver bullet, baby. That's a bit of a wet fart sound. It on is. The... It is. I opened and mine it's... earlier. <laughs> Not a lot of fanfare with the twist-offs. Um, hey, gang. Hope you guys had a good summer. Hope you enjoyed our... Uh, hope it's starting to get cool. Although it's probably not because this, this is probably still August if you're hearing this. It's, uh, Even if it's the end of August, it's still August. It's probably 105 degrees in the day. Uh, it's a cool one right now for us. Yeah. We've time travel back to February while we've recorded this. It's 50 <laughs> degrees outside. It rained for three days and then it snowed. For a day and a half. Yeah. Everything was soggy and so, wet and frozen. I want you all to take a minute, all you Middle Tennesseans, to take a minute and remember when it snowed back in February. Because it may not have happened since then. Close your eyes. Put your hands in your pockets. Breathe in. Can you feel the chill on the back of your neck? Breathe out. It'll be here soon. Don't worry. The heat will abate. Abate? Abate. Stop. It'll stop. It'll cease. Heat cessation it is on its way. It will secede from the season. <laughs> we are uh, stoked for you guys to hear this new season. No, it's a white hot night of hate. <laughs> Season four. A white, not, a white hot night of hate. <laughs> wow. If we were like a white supremacist like <laughs> podcast, that'd be a great subtitle to our show, but that's definitely not going to be not. season we're four. Not. We're definitely not. That. But that is the that's the that's the advertisement on the poster for this uh for Assault on Precinct thirteen was a white not a white not. A white, a white hot night of hate. Or a white I can't night even hot say, of hate. I can't even say six words without stumbling over them, and I'm not even close to being drunk. And it's uh, episode one. Yeah. Gang, so. Have fun editing this, <laughs> Travis. <laughs> Should we set the timer? We'll set yeah, the timer. Yeah, you need to okay. set the timer. Tell them about my new chair. Uh, it's a theater seat that he reupholstered, and he had to actually get up and out of it. He couldn't twist it because it can't move. But it's quieter, and it doesn't squeak. And it's movie-themed, so. <laughs> and he wasn't at first sure if he was going to like it because he thought it maybe it was a little too low it is a little low but it's butt cushiony and man it's nice it's nice on the cheeks it's nice um, <laughs> so yeah no weird gimmicks this year no contests because none of you gave a fuck last year so let's just get right into it <laughs> <laughs> well it is true it's our first movie our, our biggest fans of the show didn't even well, they weren't couldn't to, even care to they weren't allowed so, to participate they could participate in the contest and they did not Falcon, we told them Brock. No, we told them they could. We told them they could. No, you, well, later. You asked me. You said, no one has done it. I said, no one's done it. And then we opened it up to them. I said, yeah, we gave everyone homework. No one's going to do it. They have to pay attention just enough. You People are driving to work. They can't write anything down. You can't say goddamn on the air. <laughs> Don't worry. Nobody's listening. No, nobody's listening anyway. See, so you chose, uh, uh, what are you doing? <laughs> have you eaten? Yes. Okay. It's not a Bart elephant uh, moment. Hey, you know what I'm excited for in a few months? Mandalorian season two <laughs> comes out in October. We're about to get Disney Plus back. Picard was really good. Even if it wasn't, you're going to say it's really good. Star Trek Picard is. It was really great. Good. It ended horribly. I can't believe he died. 
I, don't, I haven't seen the show. As we're I, recording this, there's like four episodes left. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we saw Into the Future. Can you believe he died? He only did one season. Okay, so Salt on Precinct 13. You chose this. I wasn't super hit over the head about it. I'd only seen it once. Uh-huh. This is not my favorite Carpenter movie. No, it's not, not my... By, not by a, a landslide, but it's good. <laughs> you can see you can see the elements of... This is one of his earlier ones. Do. Yeah, this what? was his... Second feature film. What year was this? 76. This was a year before, two years before uh, Halloween mm-hmm. hit. So, Which I think Halloween was his next movie. Yes. I, I may have that in yes. trivia. Yes. No, yeah. no. Halloween. Well, you better not have it in trivia because you didn't do trivia for this movie. Sweet. I don't have this in trivia. <laughs> <laughs> don't start me off like that already. No, it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, like I said, I'd only seen it. I'd only seen it one other time, and it, I was, oh, it was ten, eleven years ago. Yeah. So it was, you know, early. Well, probably twenty ten, yeah. maybe twenty eleven. I think I saw this late nineties, first time around I, when I started to get into Carpenter stuff. And I wasn't, yeah, same. I wasn't super paying attention, so this is almost like getting to see a new Carpenter movie for me, right? And um, you can see where the good stuff is, and then you can see where they needed to stretch it out for an hour and a half. Yeah. Lot of street gang driving around to that song. Hey, you want to know one bit of trivia right now? Yeah, sure. All right. Tell me if this sounds familiar. Metallica for whom the bell tolls. Uh, that would be U2, uh, New Year's Day. That is crazy. Yeah, I never knew until I, I looked up. They, they didn't sample it, but they basically took it and They did it on purpose. It. Yeah, they did it on purpose. Wow. I'm never going to hear that song the same way now. Yeah. You're going to hear it and go, doom, do, 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 do. I'm going to picture that fucking gang just driving around looking for a little girl to shoot. <laughs> <laughs> they made, I'll tell you one thing, they made Los Angeles look like big and desolate. They did. In that neighborhood that... They, that they drove How much set in. dressing was that? Uh, probably not a lot. Okay, because it was well seventy. They didn't have that. He had a hundred thousand dollars was his budget. There's no set dressing for Los Angeles. <laughs> it was what it was. They just <laughs> go to cho- downtown L.A. and they shoot. chose the neighborhoods that were run down. Is what they chose. That's the one. That's the one big thing that bothers me more than anything about this movie is just the pacing at the beginning. Yeah, when Iggy and the Stooges are just mixing that blood in that very clean bowl. Yes. What the fuck is up with that? That was a, a blood oath that after those f- six gang members got killed in the ambush, uh-huh. <laughs> fish in a barrel. That's like. the cleanest thing in that house. That bowl, <laughs> and they put their nasty junk blood in it. Yeah. Yeah, and then they just drive around. They just drive around. Like, go, go to where people are. If you're gonna go on a killing spree, don't drive around the part of LA where they store the empty boxes. <laughs> it, it is kind of interesting. I, I put down, I put down here that it was, uh, that I said uh, it was under the one of the things I put. What doesn't work? I'm like the news report states that it was a shootout when clearly it was a police ambush that resulted <laughs> in the death of six gang members. That was not a shootout. That was a put your hands up. You know, <laughs> the beat down. Right. <laughs> well, you got to say put your hands in the air before we open fire. I love the carpenter aesthetic to it. 
Um, and like you said, you can really see where his sensibilities, like what he had almost coming in. Right. And then what he dropped along the way to get to his next movie, which is one of arguably one of the greatest movies ever. Right. Um, you can see the structure of like, I'm going to take something very simple and turn it into a movie. And then because, well, you see the skeletal structure here. Yes, I do. Okay, great. That person is, uh, emaciated. He's really hungry. Oh, you're talking it, about the, just the story. story itself. Yeah, it's a really thin story. It is a really thin story it's, that is like, yeah, it, the running time is 91 minutes. It probably could have been 75. Well, and it, it goes into something faster. I say later, but I'll say it now. This feels like an episode of a TV show. Yeah. Like an episode of Manix or something. Right. But it should have been... There's two. There's it, 30 minutes too much in it. And yeah. you could even take another 10 or so out to make it a network show. Yeah. It definitely has that kind of feel. Like a made-for-television movie. Movie. But they don't have any stars. That's that's also kind of what hurts this movie to me. Yeah, it doesn't have any stars. Not really. Not one big name. You saw, um, was it Lori? Yeah, and she it, came back later in Halloween. Right. Yeah. I think I have that later. Um, the trivia you didn't do? I don't have a ton of notes on this. No, that's okay. The um, notes were going to be thin. I said my notes are thin on this one as well. Cause what, what I think is really cool, uh, as is the case with our next movie, uh, in the mid-'70s that he made a black dude the lead hero. Right. And it was a bold move. Yes, it, it shouldn't was a bold have move. to be a bold move, but well, the film in itself was inspired by two other features, Rio Bravo, Rio Bravo. and Night of the Living Dead. Hmm. Fair enough. And that was basically proposed to him as it, he initially called it the Anderson Alamo. <laughs> <laughs> That's a cool And then title. later called it The Siege. Anderson but it was basically inspired by Romero. He said, "Hey, if you can give me a hundred thousand dollars, I'm I, I can make something like this." It did not do well in the theaters. Did it get a cult following? After? It did get a cult following. I'm still not too in love with it. It's it's. I wasn't when I watched it ten years ago, and I went into it this time with an open mind. Because it's Carpenter. It's always right. even if it's bad Carpenter. It's still Carpenter. It's still going to be good, and there's going to be some in a way. Spots, yes, unless it's the movie we do not mention. I don't hate it. Uh, there's some stuff that I noticed about it this time around that. I, I like a good siege movie, right? And this is this is a good this is well. I mean, this is a good siege movie. Once they start attacking that police station, it doesn't let up. And until tell me, it's I'm wrong. Over. It could start right there. Yeah, it could start with the siege. Maybe give him five minute lead in. Like he comes in, hey, how's it going, Cindy? Yeah, I'm here to wrap up the station. We're moving across town, and then it just starts. Yeah. That would make it like what the hell is going exactly. on? Exactly. That would give it way more gravitas. Yeah. As they say in the uh, <laughs> the first thing I put down language. here, Mike. So was it Lieutenant Bishop's first day on the job, or um, as which, his, which one is Bishop? Like, Bishop is the is the black cop. He's, okay. he's yeah. Was this his first day on the job, or just like a new leadership position for him? <laughs> because he's told to go and babysit a station that's shutting down. Like, hey, guess so, what? Here's your first day. What? Well, go to the station that's uh, closing down. Why am I going there? In that beginning scene, well, we don't he, have anything else for you to do today. Remember in the beginning, he's on the radio with his buddy. I've been on the job for four minutes, going all right so far. And it, it makes it. I s- thought I recognized your voice, Captain, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it makes it sound like it's his first day as a cop, uh, or his yeah. first day running that precinct. I right. think you're or right. Or a precinct that's shutting down. And he's going somewhere else. Yeah, and it's like, hey, we want you to babysit this p- precinct first. Oh, it's light duty. The first time I saw this was. Um, I actually had to get this on. I think you let me borrow the Blu-ray, or I bought it. I don't. You, know. I don't know. You may have purchased it. But this was back in uh, the days when Netflix was like the Wild West, and you could find any weird, random shit on Netflix because yeah. they were the only streaming game in town. 
and that's where I first saw it. I don't have a ton on first thoughts because there's not a ton to the movie. I do remember the first time I saw it when, um, hey, this is supposed to be Fudge Ripple. Hey, this is regular vanilla. I wanted vanilla twist. And he just blasts a little girl in the chest. <laughs> and I remember going, holy fuck, I had to turn the movie off? I'm like, what is going on? Jesus, God, man, you couldn't do that now. Yeah. You couldn't make that movie 10 years ago. No. Um, it's, fuck, it's weird. I, th- I thought it was weird at first, because we mentioned it before. I says, it, was it kind of weird seeing Nancy Loomis, who plays a high school student two years later, <laughs> is playing, yeah. uh, in Halloween, is playing a police squad secretary in this movie? What I like that he does in this, too. Uh, strong females, right? They they're they're under as just much they're under just as much siege as the men are. They don't need to be rescued. Now the 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 main criminal, the Cyrus the Virus type guy. What's right. his name? Um, Napoleon. Yeah, he keeps her from getting raped or whatever by that gang as they come in. But it's not a she's not she's not just a damsel in distress. He's no. just it's showing that he has a there's a shred of a human in him. He's yes. not, he's not just not everything is detached. Yeah. And I, there's a there's a shred of good character traits. Yes, in these people, you could tell they were written out. They weren't just put on there to be correct cardboard, you know, stereotypes. Of they a, are three dimensional, but just barely. Barely, yeah. But um, what do you expect with Carpenter? A lot of his characters are three dimensional, but some is, are, are not as meaty as others. I mean, if but we're he still stick, makes them meaty. If we're trying to stick to this clock, we should talk about what doesn't work. <laughs> Which is what I have next is character development is a little wanting. Yes. Even for a Carpenter movie. I put down here, uh, after I mentioned the uh, that the news report was a little misleading. Uh, I put <laughs> Violence that, in the streets? Yeah. I, <laughs> Violence I, on a street. <laughs> that, that was number one. Number two was making a blood pact with your other gang members and nearly bleeding out because you sliced open your radial and ul, uh, ulnar uh, arteries is a little extreme. And I looked up those to confirm that where <laughs> they were cutting, uh-huh. they actually could have sliced open, like, arteries on sure. their arm. Sure, main vein. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this was Precinct 9, not Precinct 13. <laughs> Did he use 13 because it sounds cooler? Uh, I'll get there in a okay, second here. Okay. Many have noted this, but the fact is is that it was the film distributor who was responsible for changing the film, the film's title during the uh, distribution, during post-production. Which they was said, it originally? What was it? Um, Anderson well, Alamo? It was the Anderson Alamo, and then it was The Siege, and then their distributor said, you know what, let's change it to Salt on Precinct 13. And they ended up sticking with it, and Carpenter kind of liked it because it was a little bit ominous, and it works. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, way other than the title. fact that it wasn't. Sometimes somebody sticking their fingers in your pie actually doesn't. It does work, yeah. but yeah, uh, shotguns don't work like that. <laughs> what do they do? Uh, you have to pump them before <laughs> you can just fire off like four or five rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, just a little odd on that part. Uh, Carpenter's score is great in some parts and almost grating in other parts. Because it's almost the it's almost the the drum beat in the background more have, than the dun dun. I have on my side notes over here. Where's the score? <laughs> <laughs> it's very minimal. The electronic uh, drum machine is what bothers me on that one. Also, was potatoes the prison version of Eeny Meeny Miny Mo? <laughs> I guess I don't. I don't ever remember. Playing potatoes when I was a kid, but I sure played Eeny Meeny Miny Mo. Are you so that's from kinda, Idaho? Uh, no. There you go. And then I guess you, I wouldn't know. 
<laughs> what was the other thing I wrote down here? Um, this is, I know that everyone uh, processes death differently, especially if it's their child, but I find it hard to believe that the dad, after seeing her daughter dead on the sidewalk from a gunshot wound to the chest, do you really believe he would grab the gun uh, from the ice cream truck and then try to hunt down the gang members? Well, he covers her with his blazer first. Oh, I know. He's very considerate. That's what I go right And in. then, oddly, becomes comatose once he arrives at the police station. It's, that's exactly what I have, what doesn't work. After uh, not James Woods shoots, not Iggy Pop, the other three gang members run away, right? And then he's like, okay, I guess my work here is done. And he goes to walk off. And then the three gang members come back, but there's six of them now. Yeah. Well, do they go off screen, get wet, and multiply like fucking gremlins? Yes. And then, where the fuck were those other Gang th- member, gang member, gang member. Gang member. It was a big gang. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pick on what's what doesn't no, work. No, I get there's, that. There's, there's, a, is there's, funny. there's quite a few things that. I mean, okay, let's go in and say it. Everybody grieves differently, but I'd go back and and get my daughter's body. I can't. I wouldn't just be able to leave it there. Yeah. I yeah. I mean, I've. <laughs> you were by a phone. Call Why didn't you call the cops? What is what was nine one one in nineteen seventy six in L A. Uh, is it nine one one on a rotary nine phone? Is nine one two or was it zero? What was oh, it? No, in? you got the wrong number. It's nine one two. Can you patch me through? Just a moment, <laughs> South Whittier. I don't know what the uh, what it was. I don't. When did nine one one start? I don't know. <sighs> hey Siri. <laughs> uh, oh, Shh, don't know. I'll tell you one thing. Some of the practical effects, though, in this were good. The, when he, all the shit really when Napoleon happens, breaks that guy's arm at the at the oh. end of the elbow. Oh. Jamie and I, I've gotten Jamie into watching shit like this now, and it's awesome. because It's very effective. She figures out that these movies aren't actually good. It's for, Roadhouse, <laughs> Roadhouse was her like toe in the water. Right. And now she's figured out that there's a whole world of, for lack of a better term, garbage shit like this, <laughs> where uh, you just watch it almost for the kills or arm breaks. Right. And it's a, how bad does it make you want to go like, oh, uh, yeah, those are great. Those, this movie is full of those. Not full of them, but it has it has a handful of really good ones. Some of the dialogue can be cheesy. However, I felt that um, that the guy who played Napoleon Wilson, I think I have his name down here, is uh, Darwin uh, Jostin. He was Carpenter's either neighbor or roommate, and that's the, why he got he did mostly television. He plays uh, Napoleon okay. Wilson. I looked him up. Most of his he had a bit of a familiar face. That's why I looked him up. The guy did... that he comes in with, the bald guy, the, the black guy that was in. He uh... was Rocky. He was in a lot of stuff. He was uh, he was uh, Apollo Creed's trainer. Yeah, and he was in uh, uh, Stir Crazy. Yes, that's with, right. Uh, Most of the lines that and dialogue that is written is is kind of corny, but it kind of works for the movie in itself. Again, it feels but, like a, a '70s TV show to me, but. But Napoleon's lines shouldn't work, but they somehow do for him. He delivers them with a kindly, kind of good old boy, drunk uncle kind right. of right. Yeah, the vibe. Like the best example for his was it's an old story with me. I was born out of time. That shouldn't work when reading that script. Like you want me to say this? This sounds fucking stupid. stupid. <laughs> No, he plays it okay. well. And, but he says it, and you're like, okay, I kind of believe it. Because it has that touch of Western yeah, as well. Exactly. And that's what that line is very much a Western line. But it works for him, you know? Um, Something that got me straight away right. was uh, when Lee 
uh, offers Bishop a cup of coffee. She goes, black? Is that oh, for over 30 years, right? Yeah. <laughs> I love that line. That was a good line. The movie could have done one of two things. They could have really driven, driven the point home and hit you over the head with the fact that they're making their hero black. Right. Could have done three things. They could have hit you over the head with it. They could have just played it straight. Oh, yeah. Or right. they could have taken it and like poked fun at both. Downplayed the fact that he's black, but also made a joke about it, and then just moved the fuck on, and that's what they did, and that's great because that that shows that the guy knows that he's he doesn't take himself too seriously. He knows that he's a stranger in a strange land, right? But he doesn't fucking care. Yeah. He knows he belongs there, and I think that says he's he's comfortable. He belongs. He knows he's where he's supposed to be. He it doesn't, is funny. Though. He doesn't feel persecuted. It is, is funny though because it's the seventies. It's the secretary having to get. The coffee for the lieutenant kind of thing. Still. And that's very sexist. Now yeah, that you say that. It is. Yeah. It's of the time, though. Sure, sure. Regardless of being sexist, it's, that would be expected at that time. If I walked in and I'm a, you know, and I'm a lieutenant, you know, I'm a police officer and I go and I wouldn't expect anybody to get me a cup of coffee other than myself because no one else gets me coffee other than me. Well, you're not going to fucking make it right. Yeah. Don't give me a hand job. I know how to do it. Don't make my coffee. I know how to do it. <laughs> I know how to make it last longer. Bonnie goes, she buys shit. It. <laughs> Is that a preview for episode two of the season? <laughs> mm, some gourmet shit. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, the, the other oddball comment that I had down here was, was we had already, we'd already mentioned that we know who the, the black guy, the ball guy was from. But I, I wrote down here, did you have any idea that Apollo Creed's trainer had a record? <laughs> <laughs> The dude is a snappy dresser, too. Yeah. Um, Even in prison greens or whatever. Okay, so trivia. We'll go into a little bit of trivia here. Okay. Uh, additional homages to Rio Bravo outside of the actual movie itself. Mm-hmm. Um, Carpenter used the pseudonym John T. Chance as the editor. He actually edited the movie. John T. Chance was John Wayne's character in Rio Bravo. That's awesome. Yeah. Lee, played by Lori Zimmer, the secretary. Yep. Uh, Named after Lee Brackett, one of the writers of Rio Bravo, and also who wrote an early draft of The Empire Strikes Back. That Lee Brackett. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then she died right after she wrote it? Yeah. Like a month or two after? Yeah. It was it was a quick death. A lot of her stuff actually made it into the script, too. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. You look at the overall story. Yeah. That got me down a rabbit hole when I was doing trivia. <laughs> it will. And uh, you look at, like, there's several things of the battle on Hoth you know and how, things like, like that you, were all kind when, of her idea. When you idea. sand a piece of wood with just your... The sandpaper in a bare hand uh-huh. that leaves the high points. Right. That's what her script of Empire was. It was okay. all the high all shit. All the high shit. All the, all the points that are really important, those were in her script. All the bullshit that was in her script got thrown out. But yeah. All the bullshit. That's, that's, when that's, they in, bring, that's when they brought in Lawrence Kasdan. Yeah. Nerd alert. Nerd alert. Body count. Okay. Take a guess. Uh, 53. 59. Nice. Body count was also a little difficult to actually uh, like put together. I didn't count them. I pulled the number. Okay. But they said the body count in itself was a little hard to actually come up with because they moved the bodies. Because okay. if you notice, there were shots that were taken. They come back out. They're all gone. Gang members moved them gang so members, they could be seen. Gang members move in single file to hide their numbers. Exactly. like Just like sand people. 
Uh, Carpenter script originally titled the Anderson Alamo. Great title, and we already went over that. Uh, let's see here. Some of the gang members were actually played by uh, USC film students. Awesome. <laughs> They apparently had lots of fun finding ways of dying while uh, spilling blood all over themselves. That's killer. I love stuff like <laughs> because, that. Because uh, Carpenter that. himself was a graduate of USC Film School. The entire film was shot in only 20 days. Beautiful. Should have been like 12. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, maybe. I'll give him 15. A lot of night <laughs> shoots, too, I'll bet. Uh, yeah. Mostly uh, this is bright for a Carpenter film, I noticed. Yes, a lot of it was day, but they did a really good job of establishing the time and shifting into the, night. Shifting into night. Yeah, I was I I did I, like I that. Agree. I agree. <laughs> um what did I put down here? Uh I know that the film budget, just like with some of his other movies that he's done, half of the money uh was spent on the camera to make it look right and look good just like he did with halloween mm-hmm. they had a budget of three hundred thousand. he spent 150 on the panavision camera he had a hundred grand here <laughs> they probably spent over 40 or fifty thousand dollars just for camera work but it shows but it shows while it's boring depending on where <laughs> it looks great and some of the stuff where yeah, the where they yeah. actually mounted the camera on the cars Looked really cool, you know. It, it was. Uh, it looked manixy. It looked ateamy. It looked uh, yes. Night Rider. Uh, it looks seventies. It looks, tele- it looks, it looks it Stephen lo- J. Cannell. The problem why it looked. The problem why it looks like that is because everything was shot in Hollywood and Los Angeles sure. in the seventies on television shows, and so that's why it looked like that. I don't hate it. No, but it that's just, why it has that feel. Is you grew up watching those shows. I sure. grew up watching those shows, so yeah. it's very familiar and it kind of looks like seventies TV show. But I get that why it would look like that. What was it what, what else what, what was another movie that came out in seventy six? Do you do you know? Rocky. <laughs> I mean if you if you look no, just it, lenses and, and right. film stock, they look Similar. Similar, right? Yeah. Rocky's bigger because it's it's meant to feel bigger because it's in Philly. Yeah, but okay, uh, I'm with you. This is the other interesting thing. Carpenter had said that he had based his score on two things: Lalo Schifrin's score to Dirty Harry. Okay, okay, because the quieter moments during the siege yep. very much reminded me of Dirty Harry, and then. I was like, Dirty Harry, really? And I went back and played it and heard part of the score. And I went, oh, totally, totally ripped off Lalo Schifrin's score in many ways to that. And then the other was Led Zeppelin's Immigrant Song. And I didn't really get that one as much. Do you have an example? No. Okay. (laughs) I could find Immigrant Song. (laughs) But (laughs) you know exactly what I was going Yeah. Oh, oh! Now I hear it, but slower. <laughs> but slower. But slowed down. Oh, I guess we worked through that one. Okay, <laughs> that's why we talk these things out, man. Talk it out before you walk it out. Uh, apparently, Lori Zimmer, who played Lee, uh, hated her performance in the film. She was a little wooden, but I liked it. I liked it as well. I thought it was just fine. Carpenter thought her performance was great. I have no problem with anybody's. Performance no, neither did I. It's just. You're working with what you have. Yeah. Sometimes you don't have as much Play-Doh as the other players. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Actually, the person I liked least was was Napoleon. Really, but I grew to like his character later. Yes. As his character developed, I liked him better. But you weren't first. If it was, just, is he just keep being kind of that? Is douche? he just there to be Hannibal Lecter? Yeah. Is he there to be but, Cyrus the Virus? <laughs> right. Um, 
This was a bigger hit in Britain than it was in America, largely because Britain audiences understood and enjoyed the film's similarity to American westerns. Whereas U.S. audiences were too familiar with the Western genre to fully appreciate the movie. I thought you were going to say, because U.S. audiences (laughs) likened it too much like real life. (laughs) Um, What was it that I sent you a text before when I was finally watching this? I said, I hate you. What? Well, now I watch this. Every time I see this, all I think is, should have ordered rum raisin. (laughs) Hey. Hey. This is regular vanilla. Yeah. That popped up on a shocking moments in the past pick six season. You'll know what we're talking about now. I do. The way that she says it makes me hey, laugh. Hey, I ordered vanilla hey. twist or whatever it is. This is rum raisin. <laughs> this is just plain vanilla. The lesson to be learned there, rum be, ra- be happy with what life gives you sometimes. Yeah. It's okay to work harder for things you want, but sometimes just take the rum raisin and fuck off, okay? Yeah, it had a big resurgence in... Um, on video rental video rentals later. Did they remake this? Uh they did a remake in the early two thousands with Lawrence Fishburne and Ethan Hawke. Was that I thought that was Pelham one two three. No. They did they remade that as well. That was like Wazamo then. Uh maybe. Okay. I think Travolta may have been in it as well. But oh, this wow. was Oh jeez. They're taking Pelham one, one two, two three. three. It's so weird. Whoa. Oh Mr. Carter. <laughs> Uh, no, they did Ethan Hawke and Lawrence Fishburne plays the uh, the criminal and um, Hawke plays – they reversed the the skin color and the – See, that's fucked up. They should have left that the same. Yeah. Instead, they made the criminal black in this one. I'm like, wow, wow, bastards. Uh, what was the other thing I had here? Um, like a lot of Carpenter's work, it wasn't as appreciated at the time. Like I said, it bigger in box office. Um we talked about the theme music was very similar to U2. U2 ripped him off. Yep. <laughs> uh, the MPA threatened an X rating. Because of the little girl? Yep. Yeah. Uh, the distributor I, advised I would... Carpenter to give the MPA a version with the scene uh, excised to get an R rating. Carpenter said, sure, I'll do that. And then he didn't. <laughs> and then it got rated R. <laughs> I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it an NC seventeen rating on that because that comes out of left field, man. It does, but they didn't have NC seventeen at the time, so it would have been X, and oh. X usually was only associated with Porn. adult films. Yeah, so. But I think that is quite humorous that he was like, "Hey, guess what? I right, I took it out. All right, we'll give you an R." They didn't bother to check. Nope. Fuck them. I love. If him they for can't that. check, I it's love their him own for that. damn. It's God, their own I fucking damn love him for that. <laughs> Uh, do you have a favorite line or a favorite scene? My favorite line and or scene. I said one of my favorite lines just real quick was black for over 30 years. But right. my favorite scene is when um, Wells and Wilson play potatoes and um, Wells loses and he says, I knew I was going to lose. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that. I love that defeatist attitude. But that's still like his character doesn't get a lot of it doesn't get a lot of love. And but he he has a turn too. He's yes. a, he's a he's a tertiary character or secondary character, I guess. And he has he, he has a turn too because he just he very well could have just said fuck it and run off into the night and gotten away. Yeah, and said he, he tries. He tries to and save then him gets killed and gets killed. I just love that. God damn it! I know I'm, I'm probably going to die now. I knew I was going to lose anyway. God damn it! <laughs> it just that makes me laugh. That's that's my favorite line or scene. What's yours? I had two, and they were small. The first one was after punching Wilson out of the chair with the slightest provocation. The warden goes, he just slipped right out of the chair. Napoleon, being sarcastic, just goes, yeah, I don't sit in chairs as well as I used to. (laughs) He's like, I'm so tired of this shit. 
Yeah. I'm not even going to fight it. Yeah, I'm not even going to fight it. And then the other one is when Wilson, after the several running, uh, the running joke line of, no you got to smoke, yeah. you got to smoke, that, that, there's that 30 second scene after that first kind of siege and he's like, got to smoke. And Lee actually pulls out the cigarette, puts it in his mouth, flips the, 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 uh, the little matchbook and lights the cigarette and gives that, their like chemistry in that it's scene really is hot. fucking awesome. Yeah, it's really it's, hot. It's really hot. It is just spot on. And that's when I looked at that scene, I'm like, how does she not see that? That's so great. Yeah. Do you think they stole that for Die Hard with a Vengeance with the aspirin? Uh, and he keeps asking for aspirin all day. Ooh, well, maybe. He already ripped off Dirty Harry. I know. That's why I asked. <laughs> <laughs> I love running gags like that. I think I had something later. If I if I have it, I'll get to it. I don't I don't want to. I, I, I you don't want to spend your time out yet. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to throw my I don't want to throw my challenge flag. Uh, so if you had a magic wand, okay, what is the one thing you would have changed? So it's going to contradict something I said earlier. <laughs> cool. Uh, not by. A, <laughs> cool. You want to make it longer? No, oh. just a little bit. Uh, it starts with a little girl getting shot. Oh yeah, okay. I see what you mean. Um, if you start on that. Within five minutes of her getting that blown happens away, the, that happens at the thirty-minute mark or thereabout. Not one one minute plus or minus. Is that far in? Yeah. Holy mackerel! I yeah. didn't even realize it was that far in. Uh, no wonder I was looking at my watch and not paying attention to the time. Just going, man, this is taking forever. You you start there. Um, you kind of a kind of a Night of the Living Dead kind of Dawn of the Dead kind of Jaws kind of Michael Myers thing. You don't know why the gang is doing this. They're just a gang of trash yeah so they shoot the little girl and it starts there blood pack and there's you can you can leave it the way it is it starts with the dad losing his shit it starts with her getting shot and the dad losing his shit chasing him down and then it cuts to the uh to the jail the police station right and bishop is already there Uh, and you just explain with it makes no difference if he's his first day on the job or not you can can explain with one fucking sentence why it's closed yeah you just say like ah it's a damn shame they closed this place my grandfather was the first sheriff whatever yeah and (laughs) old pappy old pappy daniel (laughs) Governor, brain trust. I'm having a stroke. Uh, and you can shave in, <laughs> and you can start to shave in the prison bus stuff right there. You don't have to have that whole thirty minutes at the beginning. It took too much time to develop each character. Not you char- don't you characters don't, that aren't that well developed yeah. to begin. You can with. you can have a you can have a mix. You you can find a a, a, a tween ground between this and Con Air. Okay, uh, which is arguably it start kind of the same. Where you've got a prisoner being prisoners being transported, you don't have to introduce every fucking character, but you could. As the little girl gets shot, yeah, you shot, can flash back instead. Yeah. Well, no, you've got the little no, girl gets just, shot. You yeah. cut to the thing. You could do a five minute sequence where you tell all three stories. Yeah. And bring them together, right in there. the sixth minute at the at the precinct, and then I don't know what you do with the other. Fifty-four minutes that you have, but you make it an hour long, <laughs> right? Yeah, mine was kind of along the same lines. That I'd shave. I, I put down ten, but I would go. I'd shave twenty minutes off of this film. I don't know. You'd it's have to, just it takes so long to get to the to get to the attack on the station. It's only ninety-one minutes. You say correct. So seventy-five. You'd, you'd have to make that up make somewhere it a, else. Make it a TV movie. There's forty-five minutes worth of okay, commercials. Okay, so we're there. We make it. Could a you TV. imagine there's forty-five minutes worth of commercials in a two TV hour. movie that's two hours? Excuse me. Can I help you? 
I'm not sure. I'm looking for the perfect TV, a 27-inch with black matrix, 110-degree angle of deflection, computer-accurate digital access tuning, 178 channels, built-in stereo decoder, and it's got to have infrared remote control that runs the TV, cable, and VCR, even if they're different brands. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. You want a Magnavox. The perfect picture, the perfect remote. Nobody puts it together like Magnavox. Wednesday, it's a cheer special, and Cliff's ready to sue. Get bitten by a dog. But the fun starts when he meets its owner. How is your leg? Then on the tour telling, they just get Just an extra special episode that went over 15 minutes longer. Make it a two-parter. Yeah. Oh. There you go. They get okay. They take the time to get to the station and get to the siege. Boom. To be continued. Next night. Same bat channel. You could even do it. Do a sweet tweak thing right. where instead of coming back next week, you come back the next night to okay. finish it. Okay. That's yeah. What yeah. I, that's what I would do. That's why we talk these things out. Yeah. They should. You should have done that. They should have. Uh. We did just now. All right. Are you listening, John? I'm sure he's not. Um. um so is that your magic wand too? That was my magic wand. Shave 20 minutes? Well, now now we know our magic wand together. We combine our magic wands together. We create a two-part television episode, <laughs> which beautiful. works much better. <laughs> I love it. If you could recast. Wonder powers. <laughs> Six-pack powers unite. Form of dry belch. Form of wet fart tomorrow morning. Hi, Homer. <laughs> If you, could, uh, if you could recast it. Yeah, that's what I was going to do next. Uh, I had an interesting – I only did two. I just did – I did um, Lieutenant Ethan Bishop, the the cop. Okay. And I did Napoleon Wilson. Okay. Uh, for Ethan Bishop, uh, I made Keith David. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Napoleon Wilson, I made Lance Hendrickson. That's good. Yeah. I was trying to stay in the same flavor maybe – 10 years later. Okay. Maybe more early 80s. Keith David and that would be really good. Both really intense. Yeah. I think you could See, get a Bishop, little more Bishop, range. Bishop isn't intense. Bishop is a fucking nice guy. Yes. Like you he like you can tell he like he coaches he's his kids super, fucking softball. Yeah. His kids You saw the house he team. walked out of. He's got money. He's <laughs> He's a nice guy. Uh Keith David doesn't come across as a nice guy. No. But he comes across off shift after a few beers, he'll tell you a dirty joke and you'll have a few laughs. I like that. I like that. Make him a little edgier. I did. I did. I recast the four leads. Oh, the four main. Okay. So I did Napoleon, Bishop, Lee, and Wells. Wells is the bald dude uh, that plays potatoes and loses. Yeah. So God damn it. <laughs> starting with Wells. Right. Dave Chappelle. I knew I was going to lose. God damn it. Picture Dave Chappelle doing all those lines. <laughs> Basically, pinball <laughs> from Con Air. And we didn't just watch Con Air. He's, I just—he's no astronaut. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, for Lee, no, I totally—I could—I could believe that. Okay, for Lee, I chose Betty Gilpin from Glow. Oh, all right, because she can give you a little attitude. Well, yeah, but also be, also have like a sensitivity. And if you guys don't know Glow, just. Watch a couple episodes and watch Betty Gilpin. Her her micro facial expressions. You had it down when, a while back. You did. You kind of did a bit of uh, uh, Betty Gilpin. I did. <laughs> yeah, you I'd were love doing to do a you, Betty Betty Gilpin. You were doing oh, something oh. with your face. It was. Oh, I it can't was quite do it. humorous. She is fucking. Yeah. Her facial acting is brilliant. She. You can watch it wash over her the way the Terminator, the T one thousand. 
changes from face to face to face. It's it's almost that instantaneous. She's amazing. She'd be a great Lee. Okay. She'd bring so more Lady Liberty or Liberty Bell. Liberty Bell. She sorry. would bring she would bring a little bit more to the part. Yes, I think. But Betty Gilpin, that would be Lee. Uh, Bishop. I did just watch the HBO show Watchmen, so I went Regina King. Good. Oh yeah, Sister Knight. <laughs> lady Black Cop. I'm I'm keeping it in the 70s. Yeah, but like Bla- Lady Black Cop. And then for Napoleon, he shot me in the fucking face. Oh, era Steve Buscemi. 1996, Steve Buscemi. Shot me in the fucking face. You <laughs> say the other guy. <laughs> uh, so to recap, Napoleon, Steve Buscemi, Bishop, Regina King, Lee, Betty Gilpin, Wells, Dave Chappelle. Those are my recastings. I did not have a worse line because I didn't have a worse line. You it's could just try kinda... and you could find one, but but it's it's neither here nor there for this type of movie. Um, How much time do you think the judge took off Wilson's sentence after this whole debacle? God, it better be a lot. Because wasn't he going to the gas was, chamber? If not, he was going for someone for life. Yeah. So I, I love the I, – I, I kind of love the developing chemistry between Bishop and Napoleon, though. They become friends? Yeah. Yeah. He's going to he, – you don't have to cuff me kind yeah. of thing. Like, yeah. You could, come on, man. Let, what I love about that scene is, again, it's the mid-70s, and like it or not, racial things weren't as as fucking weird as they are in America. Now, they were even worse in mid-70s. Right. And so a black man and a white criminal walk out equals. I love that they're – I love the message of that. that yes. Yeah. I'm not better than he is, and he's not better than I am. Exactly. Or, yeah. Can you provide a better or at least comparable – Comparable recommendation. You mean besides Con Air or Rio Bravo <laughs> or Night of the Living Dead? Um, if com- you don't comparable have- to this, honestly, I don't want to be a cop out. Other than the, the pairing you chose, which is our next movie, I think Night of the one- Living Dead would would be a really good. Pairing I would say as well, I would I would just- call Dawn of the Dead the best pairing, the best right. comparable you could do with this. Other than the movie that this directly takes from, which is Rio Bravo. So I choose Rio Bravo. Isn't James Con in that? Doesn't he do a really awful, insensitive Asian person impersonation no. in that? Are you sure? What's no. the one James Con no. is in? Godfather? No, with John Wayne, you ass. <laughs> I, I don't remember. All I know is that... Uh, do you um, want me to text my dad? He'll know. Sure, you go right ahead. We'll wait on you. What do you want to say? Your message to dad still says what was the movie James Con was in with John Wayne. <laughs> okay. It's... um. Ricky Nelson is in it, and uh, who plays the drunk in this one? I don't know if it's Dean Martin. I think it's Dean Martin is the drunk in Rio Bravo. I can't remember who else is in Rio Bravo other than those two and John Wayne. I did have a, a comparable one. What? What is it? Uh, from Dusk Till Dawn. Ooh! That's a good one. Yeah. You put together an unlikely sort of characters, criminals paired with a grieving pastor and father with his kids, and then they cram them into a bar jam full of vampires. <laughs> and it's only a horror movie like halfway through. And it's a bit of a siege movie once they're there and they're trying to keep the vampires out. Well, and it's a, it's a the, siege, and the a, adopted uh, son is wearing a shirt that says Assault on Precinct 13. Is he really? Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's a siege movie in that Clooney and Tarantino kidnap the Reverend and his right. kids. Right. But it's also a different type of siege movie once they get to the bar. Right after one of the sexiest scenes ever, which is when Salma Hayek dances with that white boa constrictor. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. God. Does it still hold up? 
Uh, for the most part, yes. <laughs> it's got for me. It's gotten better every time I've watched yes, it. Yes, I agree with that. Um, but the first thirty minutes really start to drag now. Yeah, I agree. Uh, uh, the dialogue is a bit cheesy. The character, but the characters make it work. Um, and like I said, the pacing towards the beginning, it, it doesn't do the film justice and it takes a long time to get started. El Dorado. My dad just El Dorado. That's the other John Wayne. They apparently El Dorado and Rio Bravo have very similar structures. Thanks pop. (laughs) Um, the imagery and lack of dialogue with the gang warlords with zero personality, while still a bit unsettling, just doesn't work very doesn't. well today. It, there's, there should have been... There's nothing. They there should just, have been something. that, And they try to do it with... They, they bring that flag up that's like it says El Muerto or Muerta or something. It means you're right. dead or whatever it says. Yeah. Uh, what works, though, is the endless supply of gang members. That's what makes the movie work. It's just like you... Just the onslaught. They don't stop. Apparently, Carpenter did have a cameo. It was hard to point out which one. That's cool. He, he's just a guy wearing a bandana coming through a window and gets shot. I'm like, that happened 12 times. <laughs> which one is he? Um, for me, as a 70s-era schlock piece, it still holds up absolutely. Um, as a John Carpenter film, it doesn't hold up so much. Even for Carpenter, a minimal score, uh, some wooden acting, and maybe not going through the slicer one too many times. Kind of keep it on the back burner for me. And I'm no filmmaker, so I, you know, yeah, you can really see where Carpenter wanted to go, and if you gave him a little bit more money, where he could go with this, and then with what he did directly after this, even for as early as this movie is, in his canon, in his canon, it still looks amazing for '76. Oh, I agree, and I, that's that's what really holds up for me is the camera work. I think. Um, a couple of the guys that he's worked with on several different pictures throughout the first 10, 15 years of his career when they all started editing Assault on Precinct 13 and they got the dailies back and they were starting to look at stuff and start to put stuff into um, the editing bay. Yep. And they're like, oh, my God, we actually got something that it looks like a movie. You know, sure. Yeah. But I can imagine that, you know, even back then, you get the right people in the right position to do the right kind of work, and it really elevates the professional look of the film. Yep. Regardless of how slow it is. Which that's what I have. It's, it, other than the way it looks, and once it kicks in, it's great. But it just, it's. All in all, it's a little flat for me, and I honestly I, don't know when I'll get back to it. I again. get that, and with me, my mind, I might be almost fifty before I watch this again. <laughs> I, I put down here, I'm like, it's it's definitely not his best film. It's textbook Carpenter. It's fun to see the skill behind the camera and where he was headed. You know, yep. That's that's how I look at. That's how I look at this. Are you going to the mall now? <laughs> Are there zombies in there? Not yet. In 1968, George Romero brought us Night of the Living Dead. It became the classic horror film of its time. It gets up and kills. The people it kills get up and kill. Now, George Romero brings us the most intensely shocking motion picture experience for all times. Dawn of the Dead. 
This situation must be controlled before it's too late. They are multiplying too rapidly. Night of the Living Dead has ended. Dawn of the Dead is here. Got that room, got that room! They must be destroyed on sight! Dawn of the Dead. This picture contains scenes of violence that may be considered shocking. No one under 17 will be admitted. Dawn of the Dead from United Film Distributing Company. That sounded really good. Did it. Awesome. Good for you. What is that? Beer. (laughs) Is it fattening? Um, Always. Have you seen me lately? (laughs) You know, you just know rednecks would love this scenario. The being able to shoot people in the head. (laughs) Willy-nilly with... With zero repercussions. They really play on that, too, in this movie. Yeah. they pl- Well, they played on it in the first film. <laughs> That's how Ben died. Or Was his name Ben? Yeah, his name was Ben. Mr. Ben. It's horrible. There's one more up there. Keep firing, assholes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dawn of the Dead, kids, welcome back. <sighs> Hope you had a good break. So did we. We did. Did Some we? brownies. So did we. Dawn of the Dead. Hey. 1978. Would you care to know when the last time I saw this movie? 2005? 2006. I told you to watch it, I think. I wanted to borrow all of the zombie movies that you had. You did not have the original Night of the Living Dead. You had the remake that Tom Savini did, and then this one, and then the remake, uh, Zack Snyder's remake, and Fucking hate that movie. Day of the Dead, and then Land, Land of the, the Dead. Dead. I didn't care for that one either. And I watched all of them. So it was 06. Wow. Yeah. That's how long it's been since I've watched uh, Dawn of the Dead. Do you feel better about it now than you did then? Uh, Do you feel differently about it? Uh, I don't feel – I do feel differently about it. I enjoyed it more this time around than I did the first time. What was your first impression? Well, my first impression was even of all of them. In 06. In 06, this was the best one. Even of the remake of Night? Yes. Okay. Even of all of the re- even of all of the movies that you gave me, I still enjoyed This is the most the fun. original Dawn of the Dead. This is fun because it's a it's a they're all kind of siege movies. Yes. In the way that Assault on Precinct thirteen is, because if you guys haven't figured it out, that's why you chose this, because they're both siege movies. <laughs> I get it. But uh get it. This one just has an element of fun to it that Night of the Living Dead doesn't have and the remake doesn't have. And the remake of Dawn of the Dead doesn't have Day of the Dead is the only thing that made could be kind the of remake fun, of Dawn of the Dead was Ving Rhames made he that. did and that's the only shining spot. What's his name um, in Modern Family? The dad Ty Burrell. Yeah, Ty Burrell is okay. Oh, he it. turns right. He does. He's like, um, but that they're movie- watch. Oh, they they're watching that remake. In um, an episode of Modern Family? No, not an episode of Modern Family. That would have been funny. That would have been quite meta, meta and and weird. No, they they watch this in Forty um, Year Old Virgin in they one of their sound rooms. This or the remake? The remake. Okay, because I he hated turns. that movie. Yeah. I hated that movie. Why so did much. you have it? If you, oh, it's still a dead movie oh well there's your problem but it was I got, like this, I got like a special i don't have it anymore i was gonna i was gonna that was my it next was, question it was part of a purge uh, it was like minutes. i haven't watched this since forever and i hate it and it's going my ex-girlfriend and i went to see it in a theater because we love dead movies we loved dead movies and uh we watched the first five minutes and then the running zombies started and we looked at each other and we're like let's get the fuck out of here this is bullshit zombies don't run and then we both realized we've paid 
$15 a piece to be here or whatever. In 2005 money, that's a lot of money. Uh, it was 04? It was 03 or 04. Yeah. Either way, it's I mean, still we a good paid, amount of money. We, we still paid now. 20-odd dollars to see it, and we're like, we can't just cut our nose off to spite our face. We're going to so we watch s- this piece of shit. Here's a nice piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and we did. Uh, but this uh, this version is sacrosanct. I love this version. I have since the first time I saw it. I don't remember quite when it was. I was probably in high school. Um, I love that it just, like I said. I was 31 when I saw it <laughs> <laughs> for the first time. I had problems with zombie movies. There's something with the. But you're a sensitive soul. No, knows. it's not even just that. It's the it's the type of violence that happens. The cannibalismishness. It's unnatural. It's unnatural. It's unsettling. Mm-hmm. And the evisceration of there's always the whenever someone gets disemboweled and eviscerated that that whole type of thing just always made me you're, uh, you're, very unsettling because you don't think of all that stuff being inside you <laughs> <laughs> all you think of being inside your delicious pizzas and steaks <laughs> milkshakes and beers and water and yeah you don't think about entrails i think part of what unplugs this for me which i'll get to well let's get to a bit of trivia the uh the makeup yeah, well, there was a color fuck up. What is that? What it was? Yeah, they were okay. supposed to. I really wanted to find out why. Blue. And I'll, I'll, I'll find. It I'll, feels like I'll drill uh, down on it super later. But they, and I'm misquoting it now. I'm sure, but he wanted them to have this gray color, like this is kind of pale gray, which I think would have looked kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But that he probably achieved in Day of the Dead. Uh yes, yes. Okay. Um, which I haven't seen that in close to twenty years. When they did color correction and everything. If I'm remembering correctly, it popped them a little blue, and that's why they look a little goofy. So it happened in post. I believe so, or they were go- they were trying to adjust for okay. what was going to happen in post, and it didn't happen, so they still had a blue color. Oh, It'll come up man. in trivia for All sure. Right. I just don't want to skip ahead. No, that's okay. I don't want to flip around as it's, uh, Larry Sanders. Okay, stuff. you did trivia on this one. I did. I did have a question. Now I'm not sure if you have this in your trivia. But was that Romero playing the television director towards the beginning of the film? I believe in a cameo role. It looked like it was hard to tell so. if it was him because he didn't have his Coke bottle glasses on. Yeah, I'll have to look in trivia. I, I, he did a cameo in this, I think. I, I just can't remember. I can't remember if that's it or not. So <laughs> I, I think I it might confirm. have been him, but it was hard. It was difficult to. Make. One thing I one thing I can confirm is the bodies of the recent dead are now coming back to life, and the only way to stop them is to shoot them in the head. Oh, so it's another straightforward kind of thing. It's it's a real simple plot. Uh, kind of a survival movie, a siege movie. Uh, is this a direct continuation from that's the nine, thing? That's the, it's hard to tell because yes, I feel like no. society would have broken down more if if Night of the Living Dead was ten years ago. Well, it doesn't that say there's it was still ten years ago. It doesn't say it was ten years ago. It's that what I one thing I loved about this movie from the jump. It doesn't give a time. Doesn't give a time. Okay. It doesn't give a reason. It it doesn't give a timeline. I'm just playing the timeline of the first film and sure. this one. That's the only timeline that I'm giving myself. Okay, but this. I mean, you go by the timeline of the remakes. The first remake was in 1990, and then the remake of this was in 19. Or I'm sorry, was in 2003. So you've got a 13 year jump between the remake of Night and the remake of Dawn. So it's really not a. It's a sequel. That's what I love. What about you're it. saying is don't focus on that. Yeah, you're okay. You're, you're putting. Too it's much, a continuation. It's just you're not trying to make an Iron Man trilogy out of it, and it's not really. It's just it is, but it isn't. Um, 
from the first time I watched this, I loved that it just starts in the middle of whatever is happening. They don't tell you it's why. All, that was the, my first impression the the first time I saw it in 06. It was almost unsettling. Like you I didn't know what was going on. I liked it more now. I did not like it the first time which I saw it. Which is what I think Assault on Precinct 13 should have done, and which is why I said what I said. Okay. I get um, that. That makes sense. Not to rip this off, but this this movie gets it right. It jumps right into the shit. Because it makes it scarier when you don't know why. Yeah. Which is why, gang, if you don't remember, it's why I hate Rob Zombie movies, because, or at least his version of Halloween. Anyway, um, not a lot of first impressions. I, I just have always liked it. I, I, it's like a swashbuckling kind of thing. Once they, once they lock that mall down, they're kind of living the high life, and it's fun. So is this a movie – like the original was – Social commentary on racism. Mm-hmm. Is this commentary on capitalism and commercial Absolute, commercialism? Absolutely, yeah. Okay. Like, why do they? Why are they here? Why do they come here? Familiarity, yeah. A shell of a life they want. Well, which is why Roger wants not Roger. Um, yeah, Roger's the chopper pilot, correct? Uh, yes. When he turns, he stops and then he turns and goes down the hallway and goes to the hidden apartment because it's he's still, Roger is. Roger is not the pilot, but Roger Roger's is the, the trooper. Roger, yeah. Um, He's the blonde. But yes, that's why he figures out where to go because it's still, familiar. still in there, yeah. It's it's a part of him that's still in there, and it's a part of him that's now the Zed word, and he knows that there's fresh food up there. I, th- I think. That's what I think. There's fresh meat. There so, <laughs> Baja fresh. What, uh, what doesn't work for you, is if anything? Because uh, you have to unplug a couple of pins to get through this. It's... It's a zombie movie for Christ. For me, what doesn't work? I have a couple of a couple of notes. The first one we've kind of addressed, where at least you told what it is: the blue makeup representing the dead skin and and flesh in general, the dead flesh in general. It it doesn't work, right? It especially doesn't work on black people, the African Americans. Yeah, it re- it looks really bad on them. Yeah, it's it doesn't look good. Nope. You can kind of get away with it. On it, it just looks it just very very false. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I feel that the music shifts uh, to a different composer, almost a completely, like, like almost a complete departure. When there's an obvious threat from the dead, now I don't know if it was the same group or same individual composing the entire film, but it it feels uneven. The score, the score, the two things I have. Is that it don't by work. a band? I don't know. The two things I have that don't work are the the blue faces and the score is a bit goofy. Some of the score works good. It does. But some the carpenter esque parts of it work. Yes. The yeah. more synthy stuff. Yeah. But some of it just felt uneven in tone. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> I put down here, Mike, it's almost as if uh Romero was choosing to go with the royalty free stuff he was using in Night of the Living Dead. I'm sure he in was in some stuff. But I'm then sure he was. yeah, and so I think that also plays on the weird unevenness. Sure. Uh, the other one was the safari tribal music and sounds are a little over the top in the uh, sporting goods the store. The gun store. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine working in a store like that all day with those sounds? N- no. 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 But, I mean, we kind of did. It's just the same Best Buy radio CD yeah, but it's, every hour. Maybe. Did, you, I, did you forget that the two zombie kids get killed? Yes. That's so weird. Yes. It's not as unsettling as killing the, the little girl wanting ice cream, but it's still like, oh, those are kids, and they're still pretending they're, to get they're, they're filling up the chopper, right? And he goes into a shop, and it's like two yeah, and they kids, attack, right? They, well, yeah. they don't go into the shop. He goes into the office of the air, yes, airport. Yes, that's what it was. They, they attack him. Yeah, that's fucked up. Because they, they attack him kind of viciously, as opposed to, hey. Yes. They kind of run, which is where Zack Snyder, fuck Zack Snyder. 
fucking up on. But that's when the the big beef happens between the uh, Flyboy and uh, what's his name because he's, you don't aim a gun at a person. Oh yeah. <laughs> I also found it odd that that a shopping mall had a helipad. I don't think they did. They just landed on the roof. There was a helipad. There was an H. So either they landed okay. there, either they were at a hospital. <laughs> they may have shot at a hospital. I may have that in trivia. I don't. Remember. But it, there was an H when they landed, and I just felt it strange that a, a shopping mall had a helipad. It would have made sense if they landed on the roof, and that's where they're going to be. But I'm almost certain that there was an Did, H in the there. remake. Didn't they just make it on foot? Um, yeah, they made it on. I think they made it on foot. Yeah, I foot don't think a helicopter was involved at all. No, it was a boat in the remake. What was the other? A few other things that were kind of interesting on this. It's a tad unsettling that Peter knows how to perform an abortion once they all find out that 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 Fran is pregnant. <laughs> uh, a <laughs> little bit. Kick her down the stairs. Jeez. Oh, right? I mean, <laughs> put some football pads on her from the sporting goods store. I'm not saying it's a good idea one way or the other. I'm just saying. Yeah, it's horrible. Which kind of brings me to my question. Do you think you could rebuild society on three dudes and a lady? Probably not. Not without making somebody jealous. Uh, jealousy. You got you to throw you jealousy gotta, out the you window, gotta get, You got to get we past gotta, that. We got to rebuild society. No, it's more like you need three women and one dude. Maybe you need maybe three, women, three women, three dudes. You need – well, you, you got to have one of each race so we preserve the, you know, the current. Yeah, but it's got to be your bowl. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I can get a good look at a zombie steak by sticking my head up a zombie woman's ass, but I'd rather take the Slayer's word for it. <laughs> um, uh, out of all the retail stores that would be located in a shopping mall, I have a hard time believing that there would be a hardware store. Knowing that's what you're picking. No- that's what you're picking to disagree with out of a movie where the dead come back to life. Yes. Okay. That's your. Hey, it's your bull. Yeah, it is. And I put my head up there, and I realized, you know what? doesn't fit in here. A hardware store. There's definitely not enough room. There is no hardware store in here. Yeah. Unless you want to knock that colon down. <laughs> Rip that right on out of here, pal. Uh, I, I feel that the smarter way to get rid of the dead bodies would have been to have them all outside and burn them. Absolutely. Rather than putting them in the big deep freeze. Yeah, it's just using power that you don't need to waste. E- even if take so. Them, I, take them to the roof and throw them off the roof. Yeah. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Yeah, who cares? No, I agree with that. That's and There's way too many of them to keep in the freezer. Way too many. Uh, the only other store that seemed to be missing from this shopping mall it seemed to be a furniture store, as I as I forgot, and then I waited long enough and then realized that they had furniture that they had furnished inside their little hold-up room. Yeah. I was like, man, there's everything here. There's even a, a, <laughs> there's a hardware store. There's a lumber store. They have everything they need. All they need is a furniture store, and then- 45 minutes later, I'm like, well, they furnished the room that they're in, so obviously there must be a furniture store in here as well. They found an Ikea. You know what scene? It's, I don't have this in my notes. It just popped into my head. That scene where um, the Flyboy and Fran go on a, like a date, but they're in the Yeah, that's weird. And um, The black guy serves them? Yeah. I'd be like, fuck you, man. <laughs> She's pregnant. I ain't going to be one past the goalie. Let you let me take a nice. on a date. He's I know, being I know, nice, but it's, I know, it's it just is very up, odd because I'm not offering that. If I'm not going to get laid, fuck you, man. You're going, you already. It's like you're 75 percent there. That's your wife, probably. You know, probably was that your shoulder? Jesus, see a fucking doctor, man. See a witch doctor. Go to the go to the fucking Walgreens and see one of the nurse practitioners. I don't care. I need to go to a mall. They get got to- everything there. <laughs> <laughs> need to get that dealt with, man. 
that just that scene was just it wasn't fucked up in a racial sense. No, it was but just, it did seem weird. It was fucked up in a man. Fuck you. You're you're gonna have a date with your lady. You'd probably get laid tonight. I gotta go back, read guns and ammo, and jerk off in the fucking <laughs> room above the office in the mall. Look at those barrels. <laughs> Good centerfold. <laughs> Do you have a favorite line or scene? My favorite line and favorite scene is after they've cleared out the entire mall uh, and all of the soon-to-be rotting corpses, <laughs> uh, they go on a shopping spree. Yeah. That's that's my favorite. But the actual favorite line is when they're actually in the gun shop and Peter goes, ain't it a crime? Uh, and Stephen goes, what? And he says, the only person who could miss with this gun is the sucker with the bread to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. It's not my favorite scene, but I like that bit where there's a bank in the mall, and they break into the bank, and they rob the bank, and they're just taking piles of cash. And he goes, you never know. And they turn around, and they flash the wads of cash at the camera and smile, and then there's a freeze frame on the security camera. That's fun. That is fun. That's fun to me. This movie is fun for a good portion of it. Yes. And then it gets a little heavy, and then it gets dark. And then the Mexican wants to check on his blood pressure several times. What? The guy wearing the sombrero in the motorcycle oh, he game. Does. He does. <laughs> what is his fascination with the blood pressure machine? Was he embracing his Mexican heritage because he wanted to wear the sombrero? <laughs> and then he secondly, obviously, he's concerned about his blood pressure. Well, I mean, good for him. He's hypertensive. Or I, have, I have high cholesterol. I have to drink Metamucil now. I'm 39 years old. It is it I found it humorous because it started out as like what is he doing this is dumb and then it became his uh downfall because he gets then, trapped in it yes and yeah. then his arm gets ripped off that's a good gag yeah. i like the gag <laughs> this movie has more humor to it i keep i keep referring to it as fun and in parts it is but it's also got parts of like just straight there's just co- there's just funny comedy bits in it. Yes, and then there's action, and it's, then there's a little it's heavy drama. Lighter than you would have initially thought Correct. for a zombie movie Correct. to be, unless you watch the uh, Italian version, which I also own, which cuts out all the fun stuff, <laughs> and it's just a straight zombie movie. It's good. Uh, it's just called Zombie. Z-O-M-B-I. Is that the producer? They, they, he got like uh, I forget the I forget the. Guy's I think he name. got he, most of his funding came from like overseas to make this movie from did Italy. Not? Yeah, I think so. Jamie Johnson would know. Okay. Jamie, we should have had you in here. Sorry. Let us know. Comment. Let us know. There's your shout out. <laughs> Senator Johnson. My favorite scene is well, it's basically Roger's overall transformation. Like once he gets he gets bitten. Yes. That, that it's a classic zombie movie thing. That's where it starts. It's the uh, I'm fine, I'm fine thing. He gets bitten when they're trying to get, He was a bit of a loose cannon too, he, man. He brought that shit on himself. Yes, he did. Uh, Woo! Yeah. Uh, so he gets bitten on the ankle. And then, and it's so like the back of the calf, man. And he's nursing Either way, that. It's and then that one shot, it's the, oh, the, yeah. she sticks her, the zombie sticks her hand, hand in, in it. And it oozes and out. Jamie and I were watching oh. it. It's, it's another one of those where you go like, oh, oh. Yeah. But his overall transformation from that, uh, you know, it's, it, he dwindles pretty quickly, but he tells. He holds on longer. They said that he held, he, uh, he held on he considerably tells Peter, longer. He tells Peter he's going to try to stay dead once he dies. Like he's going to have the willpower to stay dead. No, you're not. Um, once he starts to flip, he starts acting really odd, kind of like Indy does in Temple of Doom. Once he drinks that blood, yes, gets all weird. Okay, yeah, yeah, kind of. He's transforming. The news is playing in the background as he's he's under the sheet, you know. And Peter knows what's about to happen. He knows he's dead, so he's just sitting there. That he's just waiting. Yeah, he's just waiting for his buddy to not be dead. He's waiting along. He's waiting along. He's waiting along. 
Yeah, it's good. And he sits up and then you don't see it. And then just... it's blue face. <laughs> it's immediate. Yeah. I remember seeing this. Uh, it's kind of trippy too, man. It's when he sits up. Yeah. I remember seeing the VHS of this in the, in the video store when I was a kid and looking at the back and it was three different shots of Roger sitting up and it looked like it was in a desert. It was really weird. I didn't know what the fuck this movie was about for the longest time. Zombies. But I didn't know. I wasn't allowed to watch this when I was a kid. I had to have my license and the ability to rent my own movies. Did you do a best kill? I did. What was it? Uh, my favorite kill. I bet it's the same one as mine. Uh, I have I have my favorite and then my runner-up. Okay. I only have one. Uh, I think I know which one yours is. You go first. I asked you. My first. favorite kill is the screwdriver in the ear. Oh, ugh, yeah. That's a good one. That's not mine. <laughs> oh, oh, the blood However, is, I'm pretty sure uh, that there is not that much blood that would initially come out. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Let's, try, let's try it. Let's try it. When this episode's over, let's. Let's try it. Let's stab the cat that barfed on Jamie's yearly planner earlier. <laughs> Let's see what happens. My runner-up, I'm going to guess, is probably yours. Go ahead. The flat top takes a helicopter to the brain. <laughs> the problem is, is it's so obvious yeah. that his head is three inches taller. And flat as fuck. And flat as fuck. <laughs> Herman Munster's Although, kid. Although, for 1978. Herman Munster's kid wants just a little bit off the top. Uh, oh, my other my other um, runner up. I had one other runner up, and it was machete to the head for seventy eight. That looked pretty good. Tom Savini. Oh yeah, takes the machete right into the dude's head. I love Tom Savini. Yeah. What if he recast this with the Ramones? <laughs> that's it. That's that's it. Uh, They'd have to have a theme song. One, two, three, four. <laughs> Dawn of the Dead. That's all I got. <laughs> The other, th- I do have real recasting for later. I just, I have that in my side. It'd be fun to recast it with the Ramones. The other thing, the Ramones in Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> hey Joey, hey. looks like everybody's dead. Whoa, it's so Whoa. weird, Marky. Let's get out of you. <laughs> I also found it odd that when they saw the motorcycle gang coming, that rather than just leaving, they chose to stay. Yeah, well, they weren't ready to leave. They weren't. They got caught unawares. Which they should have been ready to bug out at the drop of a hat. Yeah, especially since they were training uh, Fran to fly the helicopter. And Flyboy gets killed. Killed. So for, and I thought fuel is on short supply, but they seem to fly around a little more than... Burns a lot of fuel teaching a newbie how to... Uh, fly a helicopter? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I thought that was a cool. I thought that was cool. That was smart planning. It was but smart it was, planning, but it still it, seemed like they were utilizing. It, like, why are they following the trucks? It it does another thing. That felt Fran, like a waste. It makes Fran not. Well, it was air support. Yes, it's. I get it. I get but, it. And it made it, well. It made for cooler shots. Yes, but I like that. Fran's character wanted to they wrote that Fran's character wanted to learn how to fly the chopper so she's not just an idiot woman that's no, there. No, and to it just also makes up for a back for a backup plan in case. Their pilot dies. Sure, which yeah. he does, and that's how they, they end right. it, and it's great. But it, it makes her not just an idiot woman that slows them down, falls down, has to go they have to go back and rescue her. She's not just a burden. She's not she's part of the team. Romero always took care to do that with his female characters. Yeah. For to the most part. The uh, well, except in the original Night of the Living Dead, which was it was written in a different time. Well, Barbara was still a damsel in distress. In the original. In the original. In the, yes. in the remake she's she starts off kind of like broken and fucked up, but she she comes into her own pretty quick. She does, but I, she's I, still annoying. Barbara? In the in the original, in the original, yeah. Bar- yes. that's, I don't like the original. It's too slow, and I don't like the black and white. Not that I mind black and white film, but it's I don't like the original Night of the Living Dead. Hate me. I don't care. I I don't care. I like the remake of Night of the Living Dead, 
and I like the original Dawn of the Dead. And that's what we're talking about. And we're talking about Fran flying the helicopter. Fucking A, go Fran. Fly Girl, before J-Lo ever was. <laughs> and Living Color. <laughs> hey, Marky, that looks like Tom Savini coming on a motorcycle. Hey, Tom! Okay. Uh, if you had a magic wand. I would make this movie black and white. Really? The blue makeup bothers me well, a little uh, too much. Okay, okay. So I guess I could just adjust the colors on my screen and, and just be, watch that'd be, it. That'd be fun to do. <laughs> that would be fun to do. <laughs> I, I just, I'd just i make huh. it black and white. The practical effects while possibly groundbreaking at the time, in my opinion, haven't aged well. At least the makeup effects. The not makeup's the, a little bad. The blood is not yeah, real blood. It's, yeah. It's just the blue-gray makeup. Now, knowing that obviously it was a screw-up and that kind of sucks for them, maybe they should have done more screen tests before doing everything else. Uh, I just think that the black and white film would make it feel more timeless than a very much 70s film. I can get past the makeup uh, and the cheesy blood. That's what bothers me the most. Not the blood, but the makeup. I would rather hear a John Carpenter score over the existing movie. Dum, 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 dum. Not that one. <laughs> dum, 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 dum. Not that one. Dum, 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 dum. It's the same one. Now you're just repeating yourself. Because, <laughs> <laughs> um, like I said, I can get I can get past the blood. I can get past the schlock of it. Because that's I'm okay with that. But the score is what really pulls me out. Because, like I've always said, a, a, a good score is like a baseline. You don't notice it. Baseline like this. Fucking a good score is like a baseline. If it's not doing its job, or if it's not there, you you wonder where the fuck it is. If it's there and doing its job, you don't notice it. Part of the score is creepy though, because it has like almost like a heartbeat pulsing. Argento did the other part of the score that you don't like. Dario. Dario. Hey, Dario. <laughs> Super Dario Brothers. Hey. Hey, Joey. It's a me, you're Dario. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all the zombies. <laughs> uh, Come on, the you Luigi. <laughs> what uh, would you do if you were going to recast it? I have some fun ones. I recast four. Roger, Peter, the only, Flyboy, and Fran. The only four people Well, in the you movie. could recast everyone, but that would take too long and be really boring. Yeah. And people would turn off this episode. Okay. Uh, I put, okay, for Roger, I had Lee Majors. Oof. Okay. Uh, for Peter, Ernie Hudson. Okay. Okay. For Steven slash Flyboy, uh-huh. I had Burt Reynolds. Have him a bit against type. Okay. You know? And then for Fran, Jane Fonda. Okay, all mid-70s era? Fran, until she learns how to fly the helicopter, she still feels like a damsel in distress. And my second wish would have made her more assertive. Yeah. And so I feel that you, there's a- if you had someone, a stronger female lead, or at least a character that pull it off, she doesn't feel like she's as helpless. Fran is trying to not be a damsel in distress. You can see she's trying to be assertive, but she doesn't quite... She's not comfortable doing it yet. And she's also pregnant, which also didn't help. Yeah, but they didn't help her character. Not necessarily the person. No, but it it adds a weird tinge to the story. It does. Uh, Those aren't bad. Um, For Roger, I went face recognition. I went Ed Harris. Oh, for Roger, that's 1982. I creep shit. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. Um, I I totally see that. He could pull that weird energy uh, and be fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, Flyboy or Steven, Bruce Campbell. Army right. of Darkness era Bruce Campbell. All right. Um, Peter, you know him, you love him. Samuel L. Jackson. 
<laughs> oh, that'd been good. I like that better than my Ernie Hudson, but I'll take either. Francine, I did what I think I had the same thought you did. I said Carrie Fisher. Oh, Eight, 1985 Carrie Fisher. They Romero wouldn't have been able to afford that movie. Or keep that girl under control. Carrie Fisher. <laughs> God rest her beautiful fucking soul. Those are my four. And I guess if you wanted to be fun, you could recast uh, Tom Savini's character because he's kind of an unspoken fifth character. He is. You could, off the top of my head, Steve Buscemi. Uh, like uh, Airheads era Steve Buscemi. Right. <laughs> like the long hair, the bass player look, the leather and all this shit. That could be kind of fun. Because Savini's good like physically and he looks a cool presence. But he's, he doesn't act when he has to act, say anything, or like actually act, interact with someone. He doesn't do well no. in this movie anyway. He's got a he's got twenty years before he has to really sex machine. Yeah, act, act it up. Um, I would love to for this to be like a unofficial prequel to From Dust Till Dawn, oh. and his character Sex Machine to be the same guy from this, the pirate. Does Sex Machine get? Does he get out? Does Savini's character? I don't think I, he gets out. No, he doesn't. He gets he gets turned. He gets eaten up. Yeah, because he gets. I don't think he's the one that gets disemboweled or pulled I apart. Seen I don't think it's him. So long, I can't. I mean, it's been so long. Not from Dust Till Dawn. I'm talking about Savini's character in oh, Dawn. I don't remember. I think he gets. No, I think he gets fucked up in this. Most of them do. Most of them do. Uh, what would you recommend for a similar or equal film? It feels like a cop out, but I'm going to say it anyway. Okay, Shaun of the Dead. I don't think that's a cop out. No, but it's it's almost it's it's very much an homage to this movie and to in this some, movie in, and the genre. Yes, in the genre in genre. Why in do general. you think I said Z word earlier? Right. Uh, don't say that. What the Z word? The Z word. Uh, it takes the piss out of the horror genre while still staying true to a lot of the similar elements. That's why I picked Shaun of the Dead. I went one for one. I still don't love it, but the O four remake. <laughs> The movie that you almost lambasted and, and, and I insulted. Still, I, I still hate it, but it if you cut the bullshit out of it, it's a lot shorter than it should be. What's the girl's name that's in that? It's not Sarah Polly. It is Sarah Polly. Is it Sarah Polly? I think okay. it's Sarah Polly. Her relationship. She's the was married to Ty Burrell's character, and then he turns. No, they're not married. Oh. She's married to okay. an EMT, and he dies in the beginning. Well, that's horrible. Her her relation her a she's a stronger female to start with than Fran is in this, mm-hmm. uh, and her friendship relationship whatever you want to call it with Ving Rhames is brother or sisterly, like truly it has that feel almost. And it is Sarah probably to confirm. I okay. just looked up. Thank you. Appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, I do enjoy the mall scenes in the in the remake. Yes. Uh, when they make friends with Andy, the gun shop owner across the way, because in 2004, you don't have a fucking gun store in a mall, because that's how <laughs> it should be. Uh, and they or start a hardware store. They don't, or do they, they don't. They just, they, just kill, they just kill the zombies and just start living in individual stores. And in yes. The, in the and they, they also have a lookout on the roof. They, right. They captured a, some of the fun elements of the original. Um, and then fucked up on a lot of shit, but and made the zombies run. Is that what made you? That's not the like that's it the initial zombies else? don't run because Zack Snyder says these guys are moving too slow. The first, yeah, yeah, the first thing that's gonna, which leads to the Walking Dead, and I'm just not, and most I'm, people think that this is I'm gonna stop. Zack Snyder's best film. A lot of people like okay. wow, whatever. Okay. Uh, I love little pop culture commentary that the remake has of them. Uh, 
on the roof and the mall parking lot is way crowded and there's like they're shooting Jay Leno, uh Burt Reynolds, uh Rosie O'Donnell. They're having target practice and they're shooting celebrities. <laughs> they just happen to end up at the mall. Whether they are the celebrities or not, or they're just people that look like those celebrities. Not that I condone shooting celebrities, but it's just a fun. <laughs> but if it's Jay Leno, uh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? do? <laughs> uh, it's a washout, really, because the fun parts that they do get right are f- like erased by the fucked up parts that they don't get right, in my opinion, with the with the remake. But I choose because uh, you really you chose the best one, which is Shaun of the Dead. But because um, I, I didn't want I didn't want to do the remake of Night of the Living Dead because that's going to come up in another pick six later. Uh, spoiler. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know when that comes up or if it's already come up already. God, I don't know. I don't no, know a lot of things. You anymore. are lost. But uh, I'm getting dumber. Well, hey. But the 04 remake, that's my similar or equal. So what's some trivia? Six-pack trivia. We talked about the makeup. The makeup was actually gray. It was great, but it had something to do with how the film was so processed. I just, what I found was, blue. what I have here is the makeup was actually gray. Tom Savini admitted it was a mistake because they all ended up looking blue. So it was a color correction mistake. Interesting. At least he's Ooh, willing to I also admit chose, it. let me back up, Maximum Overdrive would be a similar or equal film, and I think it would be better than the 04. Yeah. That, I'm going to recant. Emilio Estevez, right? Correct. Yeah, Stephen King movie. I'm going to, and he directed it. Um, the only one he did, did correct? I think the only so. one he's directed so far. I love the movie. So Maximum Overdrive actually uh, supersedes my vote for the 04 remake of Dawn of the Dead. Back to trivia. Um, it was filmed in a working mall during the winter. Right. They shot it like night, right? Christmas film. Oh, that's right. Filmed in the winter of 77, 78 during the Christmas season. They would come in like just after close at like 6 and film till I believe uh, 4 or 5 in the morning when they had to strike every set and, and put it back right. They have uh, mall here it is. walkers then? Here it is. Uh, film from <laughs> 10 at night to 6 a.m. Uh, the mall didn't open until 10 a.m. back then. But the music started, the, like the, the mall music started at 6 a.m. for some reason, and they, no one knew how to turn it off, so they had to just stop at 6. <laughs> <laughs> um, the scene with all the Army uh, army personnel and the, just the civilian hunters, yes, all volunteers. Just from the area where they filmed, which was around Pittsburgh. Yeah, I was going to say, he normally filmed a lot of his stuff. And I love that Pittsburgh about Romero's area. movies. They're all set in Pittsburgh. I love that trademark. Uh, Galen Ross played Francine. Francine? 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 Uh, Romero asked her to scream once, and she said no, specifically because it would kill the strength of her character. Oh, he that's, ne- that's you cool. Don't, no, that's good. I love that. And he never asked her to do it again. He was good about that with his with Yeah, his I, he was pretty beloved. He was just... I wouldn't say he was pigeonholed, but he he was known more for his zombie movies than anything else. The only other thing I and know he never called is, them zombie movies too. That's the thing. Yeah, they never said the the word zombie is never said in any of his movies. Even like the later. That's versions, why the correct? Zed word joke is funny. Oh, okay. Shaun of the Dead. Um, every extra on this movie. Do you care to guess what they were paid? Every extra. Uh huh. Uh huh. What? One dollar, uh, one donut, and a Dawn of the Dead T-shirt. For their entire work, or yeah, per, yeah, Thanks. a dollar, a donut, and a shirt. Thanks for coming out. That's fucking awesome. I would eat the donut, keep the dollar, and keep the shirt. That's me. I think that's cool. You'd eat the dollar, keep the donut. <laughs> Fuck Mary, kill dollar, donut, and shirt. I'd spend the donut, <laughs> and I'd marry the shirt. <laughs> uh, this was this movie was banned in Queensland, Australia, until 1986. Wow, just for the gore and violence. All right. We talked about uh, Flat Top taking his taking the chopper to the dome. 
those ho- uh, helicopter blades were animated later. That was done in post. So the thing was a prosthetic and a squib. And then they animated. The, don't, you can't tell? No, you can't. can't. I would not have. Can't no, see the line, not, can you, no, Russ? No, can't. Yeah. So yeah, that's really all the trivia I have. Not a lot. I do know that the movie cost about five point one million, and globally, it made almost fifty. It's surprising the amount of money it made. I don't. It did not make a ton of money. It took him in seven the years to do another one. The next thing he did was uh, Creep Show with Stephen King. Romero, Stephen King did Creep Show. Okay, in eighty two, which is great. That's if you have you've seen Creep Show. No, I need to really. It, yeah. Oh man, if you got it. I need to it. Uh, do have it. Creep Show Two isn't nearly as good. No, I just want the first one. Um, Creep Show is really good, and if you want to, like, I let you borrow the uh, companion book that I have up there that I got at the bookstore in Oregon. This has been Six Pack Trivia. That would be a similar or equal to as well, because it's another Romero, but it doesn't. Creep Show. Yeah, and you can tell which stories are Stephen King and which are Romero. <laughs> Actually, I think Stephen King wrote it in Romero direct. Romero had endings, and Stephen King kind of just faded just out, just stopped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so does it hold up absolutely uh i've loved this movie since day one i don't no fuck that it has the right amount of gore and violence it's ultra it does it's not it's not it's purposeful yeah it's not paul verhoven it's not realistic gore and violence because they're you're it's like they're killing human smurfs you know that bleed uh matte paint no nudity there might be one boob or something in it, but that's that's what it, I love. it's unexpected that's, and it's not. It's what I love about Romero's movies is they're not there to be tits and ass horror, last girl movies. Right. They just get in, kind of make their point in a subtle way, maybe not so subtle. Um, one thing I love about the dead movies, the good ones, is they just end, kind of like Chainsaw Massacre, the original. Like they get in a helicopter, they fly off. How much? You fuel, don't know how much fuel. How what's the fuel? Not a lot. Like? Is it not a lot? Not a lot. And that's it. That's yeah. Awesome. That is because you don't know what's their you fate. Don't know. It's up to you, the viewer. I love that he challenges you to well, what happened to Peter and Fran? You don't know. Yeah, you don't know. They fly off into the. Sunrise. It was strange that he almost he was almost ready to commit suicide before he decided. Nah, I need to Fuck live a little it. longer. Yeah. It almost felt uncharacteristic. It did. I didn't like that. I didn't like that. I don't even know why they kept that in there. It was just like, I'm going to eat this bullet. Well, maybe not. I'll climb up these stairs. And now i got to fight off you know, 12 more zombies before I can get up to the roof. That felt stupid. It felt almost like they were trying to... Get one more fight scene in? Oh, we'll get one more fight scene and make it a little more like, oh, shit, i got to get to the copter so we can get out of here. Yeah. Which it already was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the chemistry of the people... Because it's a small cast, which it's I, a small cast. You keep and your cast like, small, and you cast the right people together. The chemistry it's a kind of clunky at times, but it's otherwise it's it's pretty. good. I think it works. I think they work into working well with each other. I agree. There is that clunkiness at the beginning, but that's to be expected with anybody who they don't. Not everybody knows everybody. Yeah, and you got to get you got to get there. And I think they do a really good job of taking the the time lapse, not time lapse, but you know. Progression of time, span of a few yeah. months, yeah, and they—you they, can tell they become friends and get to know each other, and they have fun. And the the best part about the movie is just them trying to figure out how they're going to make it work. Yeah, it's fun. It's like an episode of the A Team in a way. I do find it funny they had to figure out how to hotwire the car that was in there. I do think it. I thought it was almost might have been difficult for 
Roger to drive what was most likely a, a manual transmission uh-huh. with his injured leg. Uh, uh. <laughs> but I let that one go. I tried not to overthink that one. I think I wrote that down once and went, nope. Backspace, 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 backspace. No, nah, I'll let that one go. It brought up in in what I wrote. Yeah, well, who cares? I mean, it's all the all the things I said that the remake got right. That aside, you can remake this all you want, but you're never going to top this one. This, yeah, I, I love this movie. <laughs> Being as it was like my own my second viewing, but I purposefully bought it knowing that I did kind of enjoy it the first time around. Uh-huh. I think it held up rather well. The yeah. makeup bothers me, but I, I let that one go. Uh, it's an interesting but bleak. And pessimistic look on modern consumerism, where even when we've died and are reanimated as The Walking Dead, we're still hardwired to somehow want to go back and shop. And this is somehow important. It was important. It was, it's, it was important to them. <laughs> How many people you think would go to Hot Topic now? You'd still fit in. Like, are you wearing makeup or what if we could? Is somehow... that in Bed Bath and Beyond? And that was actually the premise. or uh, Bath and Body Works. Have you seen, be those have you, two. Have you seen Day of the Dead? Yes, I was about that to was say, the other one I borrowed from you. I was about to say the premise. Or I was about to say well, if you could harness them and make them servant class, but that was actually that the was, premise. That of was day Bub, of the day. right? Yeah, they were trying to learn how to tame them. Yeah, which is that's that's maybe we'll do that, that one at some point. <laughs> that yeah. was a mistake. Uh, I think Romero's direction is top-notch, even if a little heavy-handed at times for a social commentary, but he still provides one of the greatest zombie movies, and I'll still continue to watch it, but probably not going to wait another 14 years before I do it again. You get to I'll, it a little... I'll give it a couple of years. Yeah. I may not do it next year. No, his it's... ones are kind of – his are sometimes heavy enough that I can't I, – I would not – this would not be a rewatch sure. every year. You can't eat a big Mexican meal every day. No, you can't. And I like and I like the original. I liked it enough to you know get the Criterion version just because. You mean Night of the Living Dead? Or yeah, the, Night of the oh, Living Dead. Okay. So I think that it'll be interesting in a year or so to just kind of watch them back to back and look at. Okay. Watch it again and see how, see if my opinions have changed at all. But I enjoy Dawn of the Dead. That's a great movie. Yeah, it's really good. You want to uh, do a chaser question and get out of here? I do. And then let's just do so this season we're not going to do one diff, one question each we're going to do one question and we're both going to answer it because you guys need to get out of here soon too yeah so keep the cheap the uh, cheap the cozy you know that realistic you know that'll no because there's no way that anyone would ever hold an envelope up to your ear when they <laughs> open it they would stand at a comfortable distance uh, uh, keep the ch- chaser questions Jesus Christ I'm not even drinking that much anymore. Keep the chaser questions no one coming. Believe, gang. No one believes that. Well, they ought to. I am not. Uh, you are not. Lisa dot six pack at gmail dot com. You got that one right. I know. What's the question? I don't know. Netflix and chill. Do you choose a movie to get you into the mood, or something to watch once the deed is done? What like fucking? <laughs> That's the only thing I'm assuming. <laughs> uh, that's a great question. I guess you read it, so I'll go first. Um, uh, really not anything that we put on that uh, fires the uh, engines. Just sometimes it'll just be a, huh, yeah, all right. You know, like, remember that day you looked at my crotch and you wanted to have sex? <laughs> Roadhouse? That'll happen. The Roadhouse usually is after, sometimes before. There's really not a catalyst for getting down. But uh, depending on how early it is, I would say Roadhouse would definitely be an after, after sex movie. 
Well, for me, uh, it's more along the lines of who asked that question, by the way. Uh, Let me see the but question. Not really. Yeah, we got to throw it away after you put it back. I put it in here so she knows that we've read it. Oh, okay. Anus. So who's yours? What's yours? We're not reading two questions. No, no, no. What, you're, what did oh, you answer this question? There really isn't something that puts <laughs> that puts me or or Lisa into the mood. However, I mean, the beneficial thing is if we watch something that's got like Daniel Craig in it or... <laughs> you're going to hit some ass or, that or, or Harrison Ford, possibly. <laughs> but stereotypically... Oh, sweet. She st- rented Patriot <laughs> Games. <laughs> but stereotypically... Uh, Regarding Henry, all right, uh, right. yeah. <laughs> Who asked this question? Let me see this. Uh, <laughs> Rocky in North Point, Minnesota. Okay, I don't know where the fuck that is. Thank you, Rocky. <laughs> Sorry, but, so, but, but typically for me, it's uh, for typically typically for me and, and Lisa, it's it's more like um, the deed is done, and then it's what are we going to put on for the next five minutes? For the next five we minutes, we fall, fall asleep. asleep. Let's watch another episode of Parks and Rec. <laughs> Why? You're not even going to make the 22 minutes. Uh, I know. I like I was going to make 22 minutes in sex, I'm not going to make I, 22 minutes in a... <laughs> I didn't just make 22 minutes. <laughs> Two minutes, 22 seconds. If I'm lucky. <laughs> if you're lucky, girl. Watch out now. Oh, that's funny. That's a good one. Thanks, Rocky. Um, so, what a good start to season four. Fuck you, Nathan. We're gonna. I'm gonna say it. Uh, hit us up on the socials: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. How often do you get on Twitter? <laughs> Rarely. What's okay. Twitter again? Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. There are like been, we've probably been hacked. Honestly, I no, never get on there. There's no penis pics on there anymore. Uh, I don't think there was. Oh, you deleted anyways. those? Yeah. Cool. Uh, <laughs> just dick. Just dick pics now. Um, <laughs> if you want to get at us uh, in real life. Nathan, where can they find you on Instagram? Your movie dude. I am at Darth Holden on Instagram. I don't have a Twitter. Or you can just follow us on Instagram at Six Pack Double Feature. Might be best. We both post on there. Well, Nathan posts on there. I don't control we, Instagram. We control kind of Facebook. But and uh, then we consider Twitter to exist, but we don't really care about it. Yeah. We have a yeah. website? Six pack double feature podcast.com or six pack double feature.com. Either way, you'll go to the same place. <laughs> we own both, both are registered. Um, buy a t shirt there, you can buy a sticker there. So you can submit a you can submit a pick six, you can submit a uh, yeah, letter of complaint that we've repeated an episode because hopefully all the pick sixes have been listed. That's right. If it's a complaint, it just goes right into the trash bin. Yeah, anyway. it's, we it says it goes it's immediately span. deleted. Yeah, we, don't, we don't care. Uh, looking forward to this season. We've got a couple guests coming up. We've got a guest coming up next week. Yeah. We've got uh, brain detail specialist Jimmy James. He's going to come in. He's going to talk to us about... Uh, Pulp Fiction. And Taxi Driver. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be... Great took, and fucking depressing. And <laughs> I purposely kept... Uh, we've got five minutes left. We're doing awesome. Kept uh, I kept the notes light for that because I know... you could Jesus, we could talk for three hours about Pulp Fiction alone. So, And it was... Well, we'll get into it next week. Yeah. But uh, looking forward to that. Looking forward to this season. Hope you guys are as well. Be excellent to each other. And as always, stay off the moors. Six Pack Double Feature is a Copec Media production. You can like and follow them on Facebook at Six Pack Double Feature Podcast and on Instagram at Six Pack Double Feature. They aren't on Twitter because Twitter is dumb. Nobody knocks off an old man in my neighborhood and gets away with it.